Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. This is The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 43. On today's episode, we're talking to Erin Flynn, co-founder and CEO of Cladwell, an app that helps you create a capsule wardrobe from the items already inside your closet and helps you love what you're wearing every day. Whether you've been curious about capsule wardrobes or love them already like I do, you're going to love this episode. Hey there, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and your resident wannabe minimalist. In today's episode, I'm having a conversation with co-founder and CEO of the Cladwell app, Erin Flynn, and I'm totally geeking out. You guys, I started using Cladwell years ago and now I'm chatting with the CEO? I mean, that's pretty cool. Okay, so if you've not heard of Cladwell or used the app, let me just say it's a game changer when it comes to capsule wardrobes because it helps you build one that you love with the clothes you already have. And this was personal for Erin. Right out of college, she couldn't find a job in marketing, so she started a fashion blog helping professionals transition from college jeans and tees to fashionable office attire. Along the way, her closet exploded, and so did the overwhelming feeling she had when she looked in it. Then she discovered capsule wardrobes, trimmed down the items inside to only things she loved, and then Cladwell entered her life. Erin's led Cladwell's growth over the last four years and more recently acquired Cladwell with her husband to turn it into an independently owned company. She's gone through top accelerators like 500 Startups and is currently part of NDVC's latest investment. She previously founded an influencer marketing startup called Canopy and has also led the launch of EW Script's first national digital subscription service. She's a busy girl. Erin and her husband, Colin, are living bigger lives with smaller wardrobes in Cincinnati with one super Irish-sounding kid, Rooney, and a very formal puggle named Mr. Pug. 
It's another great episode, and when you're finished listening, be sure to head over to littlegreenbow.com slash 43 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to download Cladwell for free and other fun closet makeover ideas from Erin. Don't forget, you can find it all at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 43. Yay, let's get on to our conversation. Well, hi, Erin. Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I am so excited for today's conversation. But before we dive in to just learn more about the minimalism side, I always love to start my interviews by learning more about you and just kind of learning more about your story and your journey. So can you tell me more about your journey and your journey with clothes in particular and kind of how that led you to minimalism? Yes. So if we're going to go way back, um, after I graduated from college, I had all these dreams of like starting a career and, um, doing really cool things as you would as a 22 year old. And, uh, at that time, if it was around 2009, which if you recall was right when the financial crisis hit. And so basically no one was hiring and they definitely were not hiring new marketing grads. Um, and so what happened was I, I tried to apply, I think I applied for like over 200, 300 jobs, heard like nothing and, um, felt very down obviously and knew at that point, if I was going to start a career, I was, I was going to have to create my own job. And so that's kind of what I did. I, uh, my husband at the time, or my husband, still, still my husband, um, <laughs> but at the time, um, he challenged me to write a blog. And if I could do it for 90 days straight, um, he was like, then, then you've create, you've created a habit. You, you can actually do it. And so I was like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe, maybe I could do that. And so I started writing for 90 days around um, fashion and. Uh, I think I was really trying to help people like myself, people who were going from college lifestyle to professional lifestyle and it kind of took off. And so that, um, ended up being, I ended up treating it like a small business and starting my own career that way, which is very non-traditional. Um, and so from that, I collected a lot of clothes because I ended up working with different brands and brands would send me things. And again, I was fresh out of college. I had had no perspective on my wardrobe whatsoever. So I just collected and collected. Um, And fast forward uh, multiple years later, and I started at Cladwell. And basically what happened was I would go into my wardrobe every morning. I would say the exact same thing, which is I have too many clothes and nothing to wear, which was ridiculous because I had 450 items hanging in my wardrobe. And so it was like, no wonder I was having issues. It was just, it was too much. Um, But I never had stopped to think about like why that was. Um, It was just a constant, like, I want to keep up with fashion. So I'm going to, you know, keep going. And one day I was introduced to this concept called a capsule wardrobe. Um, And it sounds cheesy, but it quite literally changed my life. Um, It changed the way I looked at my wardrobe and also changed um, it, that blood into other aspects of my life. And so it was kind of this process of decluttering um, all the pieces in my closet, taking out the stuff and focusing on the elements that I really loved and then rebuilding my wardrobe from there. Um, and so that that was kind of my, my wardrobe story, if you'll say, and that's 
what led me into Cloudwell and made me so passionate about helping to bring the same freedom that I felt after having a capsule wardrobe to other people. Oh, I love it. And it's so funny how it can be just that one little thing that you think isn't a big deal or yes. you wonder like, why is this so life changing? I mean, you even kind of say it with a little embarrassment of like, it seems silly, but it's not. It's just that one, we sometimes just need one little mind shift to yes. really be that domino to knock everything else down. And you then can look at your life with a different lens. So yeah. I absolutely love it. And I love finding out why something works for someone. You yeah. Know. And I, and I think it's, it's similar. It's something, it's like sometimes fashion gets put in the category of frivolous, but it's really not. It's something, it's an essential. Like we get dressed, we put clothes on ourselves to go out every single day. Similar to food. You have to eat food every day to, you know, stay alive. These are pieces that are essential to us and have a huge effect on how we think because we interact with them every single day. And and so, yeah, it's, it often gets discounted or you often feel silly talking about it. But I'm like, if you can change one of those pieces or shift your mind um, via the thing you interact with every day, it makes a huge impact on the rest of your life. Yeah, love that. Okay, so for my listeners that are not familiar with Cladwell, can you tell me more about your company? Yeah, so your, your wardrobe already has gems in them that reflect your style. And we want to help you find what that is. Um, a lot of people, like I said, they uh, have these huge closets and just want to start over from scratch. Um, and we want to help you feel like you can create a wardrobe that really feels like you. And so how we do that is today we have a personal styling app that uh, helps you get dressed every morning from the clothes already in your closet. Um, and it's really around this concept called a capsule wardrobe. And the capsule wardrobe is we define it by loving and wearing every single thing in your closet. Mm -hmm. And so if you compare down your closet to the only, only the things you love, um, and we help you do that through the app by, again, like I said, we are a personal styling app. So you tap on items that look similar to what you already own. Those go into our app and that kind of creates a digital closet for you. And then out of those items, we recommend daily outfits based off the weather and your lifestyle. And so you can kind of get dressed, you know, make the most of what you already have. Um, and then you log what you wear. And over time, like 90 days, I think we put red dots next to the items that you do not wear to kind of show you, hey, you haven't worn these items. <laughs> and also like, we'll analyze your style. We'll show you like what your color palette is that you're actually wearing, what type of items that you love, uh, you wear more than others. And so all these pieces go to the concept of a capsule wardrobe, which help you simplify um, and get rid of the pieces that you don't wear and focus on the things that you do. And then we help you make the most of those. Oh, I love that. Okay. So I'm going to geek out for a minute. Tell me more about how you tie into the weather. Is that just location dependent? And then you can yep. just, you just pull the weather reports from where they are. Exactly. So yeah, oh you God. can um, pull from your location from your phone and we only use that data for weather. Um, so it just pulls in like, it's basically a way rather, rather than have a weather app, you can literally use Cloudwell <laughs> because it'll tell you like, Hey, today's high is this and the low is this and it's sunny or cloudy or rainy or whatever. And we base our outfits off of that. Oh um, gosh, so I love it. it helps. 
you, uh, again, not only just get dressed like uh, across the board, it actually caters it to whatever your weather is outside. Oh, that's so brilliant. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm geeking out over that. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. I just think that's so cool because it is, it's such a simple like touch, but it makes it, you know, it brings it to life, right? I mean, we've all seen these capsule wardrobes on Pinterest, you know, a spring capsule wardrobe, a summer one from moms an athleisure one. We've seen all of this stuff, but it's really someone else's opinion yeah. of what they think you know, is in fashion or what would work and you kind of just pick it based on the picture, but it doesn't take into account your weather. It doesn't take into account kind of what you already have. And so I love from that perspective of, um, just a repurposing or a reuse or just being more, I don't know, efficient (laughs) or just mindful of what we own already. I just love that part. So yeah, we were saying like, we shift your mindset to one that is a bless. So I was actually just talking to a friend about this yesterday, because uh, we were talking about how when you go on Pinterest and you search capsule wardrobe, you get all these beautiful photos. Um, but most of them are pretty neutral. Um, yeah. They're pretty neutral capsules. And that, that could be because of the popularity on Pinterest or, you know, whatever it is. And that works for a lot of people. Like a lot of people want neutral capsules. Um, but it is also very scary for people who are like, that's not me. I don't just wear neutrals. Um, and that's where I really want to tell those people that it's not about creating a neutral capsule. It's about finding which pieces in your wardrobe work for you and then building your wardrobe around that. And if that's color, if that's pattern, that's great. And you can still have a capsule wardrobe with those items. Cause again, a capsule wardrobe is just about loving and wearing every single thing in your closet. So if you're not going to wear neutrals, that shouldn't be in your capsule <laughs> or at least all neutrals shouldn't be in a capsule. You should maybe have a couple so you can mix and match. Um, but yeah, so it, it's really interesting because I think there's this kind of, uh, perception of what a capsule wardrobe is and, uh, and then Cladwell has a different spin on that. Oh, it's so great. And then I also love that you're kind of helping people get away from just this mindless shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've talked about fast fashion. That's hard for me to say um, yeah. a few times. So I want to kind of shift to that a little bit. Um, in one of your recent podcasts, you talked about how many clothes women purchased in like 1990 versus now. Mm-hmm. And I, so I listened to it and I think it's fascinating. Um, But can you talk a little bit about what those numbers are, maybe why we've shifted this way? Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy, but it's not really a surprise considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. 
Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. So in the 1980s, I think it was the 1980s, that people bought only 12 items. Today, on average, we buy 68 items per year. And that is obviously a huge difference from not that long ago. So what happened was um, basically in before the 1980s, fashion was really not thought of as, as a consumable. So people bought clothes to wear clothes (laughs) and it was something that they bought that they wanted their things to last and naturally most people had smaller wardrobes um and what happened was they kind of saw like the industry itself saw like oh we could kind of turn this into consumable and people will shop people like shopping people will shop more and more and more and that's what happened so we used to only have around four seasons, four fashion seasons per year where retail department stores would just turn their, you know, inventory over around four times a year, two to four times a year. Today, that's almost every week or every other week. They're changing out the um, inventory. And so what that does is that encourages us, there's something new, there's something we should shop. And that kind of creates this um, kind of consumer mentality where we just shop and shop and shop because we'd be missing out otherwise. And so it kind of has turned our clothes into, uh, we, we don't have nearly as high quality clothes as we used to. And again, there's always exciting things. So we become um, interested in sales and so forth, when to buy the best deal in the season. And so, and, you know, again, just becomes kind of a regular habit. So it's not only bad for us personally because it gets us in that mindset mindset of comparison and constantly you know need more want more that sort of thing but it's also really bad because of these clothes that are being produced at such a high rate um the amount in which we get rid of Mm. and how those clothes are made impact people in other countries that we don't see so it's very easy to to kind of ignore the problem but what happens is that huge amount of excess, because we're buying so much, we're also you know, getting rid of piles of clothes at the end of the year, that ends up in landfills in you know, third world countries that uh, bleed into the water system, which bleeds into the communities and hurts the people there. Um, so it's become this term we call fast fashion, in which we're trying to 
um, encourage people and empower people to kind of slow down because not only is it better for you personally, like it actually helps you have better style if you um, know what you love. It by doing that, you're also making a huge impact on the planet itself. Oh, yeah, there's so many different pieces there that you talked about. But yes, again, it's kind of all of the garbage that we're just throwing into landfills, oceans. It just is piling up. It's still there. Just because we don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And then, yes, yes, the lifestyle for the people that are making the clothes, just so that we can buy a $5 t-shirt. And it's just so crazy to me. So and what? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I want to say this one thing because I just learned this the other day and I thought it was so fascinating is basically if one person bought all sustainable ethical clothes and did not have a capsule wardrobe or one where they loved and wore everything that they had, it would still wreak havoc on the planet. The Hmm. only way to truly change this and again, buying sustainable and ethical is good, but truly what needs to change is our consumption habits. Because if we're still producing at the amount that we're producing, even if we're buying sustainably, it still wreaks havoc. Mm. So it's just it's just an interesting concept because I think sometimes we think like, well, I can't buy all sustainable or ethical or whatever. And it's like, you don't have to, you just have to buy less. And we can all do that. And, and like I said, I am 100% convinced that actually, if you do that, you will love your style and feel more stylish than you ever have. Okay. I'm totally on board. <laughs> so, okay. So one way we can fight back against fast, fast fashion is to just buy less. So we have to change maybe our mindset, our shopping habits. What, what can we do and how do we go about starting that? Yeah. So the first part is letting go of the clutter. So to uh, embark on the capsule wardrobe journey, it's often uh, it's doing kind of the the hard work of looking at your closet, pulling out everything you own, and separating them into two piles: things that you love and things that you don't. Um, and that's where I, I think I said at the beginning, like there's gems in there. There are things like often again you, you feel this feeling of like I just want to start over. I just want to get everything, and it's like you don't have to do that because you there's pieces in there that you actually love that you bought for a reason um and those pieces represent who you are and who you want to portray portray yourself into the world um and that's the starting point of creating a great wardrobe and that's where i say like if you can narrow down your closet to those pieces that's a great starting point for building out the rest of your wardrobe So yeah, so that's like, that's the first step. Um, And then from there, it's trying to find a cohesive color palette so that you can mix and match match your um, clothes that you already have so that you can create a versatile wardrobe in the sense um, every morning when you go, when you get ready to go get dressed, you could pick any, you know, three items and they would all go together. Mm -hmm. That is the easiest way to get dressed in the morning. so it's doing things like that that help you, again, curate your capsule wardrobe. Very cool. Okay, so we've talked about a capsule. As you define it, it is just making sure that you love everything in your wardrobe and that you actually wear everything in your wardrobe. Have you found there's like an average number of pieces people generally tend to have? Because I know some people like this idea of just like, oh, okay, as long as I wear it all, mm-hmm. it can stay. You kind of put a number on like the 90 days 
you know, if you haven't worn something in 90 days, maybe you should not have it. So is there kind of some average or something people can kind of qualitatively look for when they're going through their closets? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Yeah, and I will say it should be for the season because I think it's very hard unless you live in a place that um, has pretty neutral weather all year long. I'm lucky. I'm in San Diego. So okay, that's like, I, I can do it year round. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's that would be so nice. So you may be able to have one wardrobe for the entire year. And that sounds lovely. Um, but other people. <laughs> I've lived in Chicago, have, so I get it. I get it. Yeah. I've done seasons. Uh, <laughs> up four different types of wardrobes or at least two. But uh, it really depends on your lifestyle. So again, like I think about separating, I think about our your whole closet and then separating kind of those um, to make sure you have enough pieces for your work, for, you know, your leisure activities and for, you know, weekend wear, casual or whatever it may be. Um, so again, it's very custom to each people or to each person. It can be as low as 25 or 30. And I would say I'm more in the camp around 75. <laughs> so, um, but I would say if you're if you're going above 100, you're probably not asking yourself uh, the real hard questions of do I love this or not, um, or can I wear this in this season? Because there is some number, um, and again, I would say kind of like above 100 that you're pushing into territory where it's like, are are you actually going to be able to wear that in the you know 60 to 90 days of your season? Um, yeah. I love that. And that, you guys, just so if you're listening, that 25 number is probably about my closet. I was looking over my closet. I record these in my bedroom. So I'm looking at my closet, which doesn't even have doors on it. So I can see everything in there and I don't have that many clothes. So yeah. <laughs> but again, I live in San Diego. I don't need a lot of cold weather things. And so it's much easier for me. And my lifestyle is very casual. I don't go to an office. I'm a mom of a seven-year-old. You know, I need to be able to get down on the floor and play and run around at the park. So my lifestyle is totally different than it was when I was in my 20s and I worked a corporate job in downtown Chicago. Yeah. It just, yeah, it makes a huge difference based. And that's why I hesitate to give like one number that all women can go for because if your work is professional and uh, like professional dress, and then you're, you know, when you go home, you're wearing jeans or leggings or whatever it is, like those are two different things and you need enough items to comfortably dress in each of those occasions. And so it really does depend on how many of those kind of formalities more or less or dress codes that um, you're dressing for in a week. And so that's one exercise that I typically tell people to do is, you know, take pen and paper, write out what are the top activities that you do in a week and what is the formality of that activity. And that's a way, great way to kind of break down your capsules. So think of it again, like you have one closet, but maybe you have many capsules in between there. And um, what are those different types? And then you can kind of segment this. Literally, our app does this for you. <laughs> so you can. Brilliant segment your um, your clothes by those activities and then we actually help you get dressed from those activities but that's a great way to figure out like uh, what holes are in your wardrobe and um, again if you have enough of the right pieces oh very cool um, 
I was going to, oh, I was going to say though, I love that you actually gave kind of that, that top number of a hundred though, to kind of stay below that. Because again, everybody's lifestyle is different, but to have that number of like, if I get to a hundred, I really need to start re-examining this closet yeah. and make sure I am asking those tough questions. So thank you for giving that high end. Cause I think that is really helpful. Even, even though I know you don't want to have to put a number on it cause it's very personal. Yeah. And especially for like the person who hasn't done this before, I would yeah. say that's a good, like, uh, like I said, I started with 450 items. <laughs> and so paring down a hundred sounds like extreme or crazy, but right. again, that's, that's the first step. And then slowly from there, you'll get more comfortable with like, I don't need this anymore. I'm not wearing it. And then mm -hmm. you can get rid of it. And so that's where you're kind of, your number slowly goes down, the more comfortable you get with that process. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. And again, it is practice. I mean, we traveled a bunch, so I was used to having an entire year in a travel, you know, in a carry on suitcase. Yeah. So you really have to pare down. I mean, that's probably why I kind of have that low number just because we kind of chased summer for one year yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and got to live kind of in the San Diego weather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I want to jump into, we were talking about kind of signature style and having your closet be very personalized um, for each individual. So how would you recommend somebody go about finding their personal style if you don't even know where to start or your closet's kind of all over the place? Yeah. What, what do you recommend? I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're aiming more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. So soon, Claudel will be able to help you with this. Um, so coming soon in maybe early winter. Oh, awesome. um, but in the meantime, um, what I would recommend is a couple of different pieces. Um, one is, like I said, 
paring down your wardrobe is by far the best way to identify the pieces that feel most like you. Um, and it, and everyone, I, anyone I've ever done a closet clean out with uh, finds these pieces, even if they don't think they're there initially. So, um, so they're, they are in your closet. Trust me, they're there. Um, so if you can figure out which pieces that truly feel like you or like you want to dress, um, that's the, that's the beginning. And it's kind of looking at the details of that. Like what makes that piece something that you love it? Is it because it's loose and flowy? Is it because it's fitted? Polka dots, stripes, um, the cut of the neck, like really pay attention to these details of the reason why you, you were drawn to that item. Um, from there, uh, a color palette makes a huge difference. So figuring out kind of your aesthetic as it relates to colors. So are you someone who's drawn to neutrals, um, blacks and whites? Or are you someone who really is drawn toward bright colors? And do those color palettes match kind of um, what naturally looks best on you, which is kind of um, figuring out kind of your seasonal color palette, which is like what looks good on your skin tone or your hair with your hair and your eyes. Um, and now, typically when I've done a closet clean out with people, um, the colors that they're drawn to are naturally the colors that look good on, look, look good on their skin tone and hair and eyes. Um, so that's another piece. And then, um, you know, Pinterest is a great place to start when it comes to uh, finding, I would say, like different celebrities or styles that appeal to the style you aspire to dress like. Don't use it from a comparison standpoint where it's like, you know, I would love to look like them, but I can't, you know, that type of thing. But um, instead, look at it as these clothes that they're wearing. I, I like whatever this style is. Um, and often we get hung up on, um, I'm trying to think how to say it, like we get hung up on certain words or certain themes. And it's really just finding, again, from a visual standpoint, just pick out some photos, pick out some colors that you like and make a mood board of that. Um, and then from there, really, the, I think a fun exercise is um, trying to label it. Because oftentimes we are scared of labels, like we mm. think, um, that's not helpful. It puts me in a box or something, like, you know, something like that. But if you don't have words to describe the style you're aspiring to go after, it's very hard then to shop or it's very hard then to, again, find other pieces that would fit into what you're trying to achieve. So often being able to say like, oh, this is more feminine. I like a more feminine style because it, I like florals and I like ruffles and those type of things. Then you know to look for more feminine pieces. Or when you buy, you know not to buy things that are not that. And so being able to add kind of like these labels to it often help you be able to set boundaries for yourself when you're out shopping, um, which again, just help you be more mindful. It's hmm. great. All fantastic tips. Um, yeah, I... I do feel like it's hard to put that label on. So that is a it's a it's a fun exercise, but it's also I think gets you really trying to think about how you want to define yourself. And so it is. It's a really good. That's a really good exercise. I like that tip. That'll and I, I'll have and to I will, do that myself. And I will say, like, also, you don't have to be tied to that. You know, oh, that sure. can literally change from season to season. Style should not be something that just like is flat and it never changes. Like you evolve as a human, you should, especially women, yeah. like for constantly that's evolving. Not, that's so, not a good look. <laughs> yeah. So I would highly advise like 
that's part of the hesitation I think for us putting labels yeah. to certain things is like we feel like it will be stuck with that forever and it's like no you can you can literally change it next season if you would like um, but oftentimes what it does is help you kind of again define uh, the vibe you're trying to go after and again make those decisions when you have to make decisions easier oh love it okay so you've heard it we're gonna recap we're going to go through our closets we're going to do a closet clean out and you have some resources about this which you'll tell us about in just a second but we're gonna do a closet clean out we're gonna find those pieces that we just love we're going to build a capsule wardrobe around that and that means everything that we wear everything in the season and if we don't wear it in that season maybe we need to re-examine it if it needs to be in our closet and we're just gonna cut down on our spending habits so that we can help not only ourselves personally and our own mindset and relieve the stress, but we can also help relieve some of the stress on the planet. Did I get it? Did. Nailed it. <laughs> okay, perfect. So I know that people are going to be very curious about Cladwell and the app and all of the stuff. So let us know where can people find you and get all the stuff they want. Yeah, so you can go to cladwell.com and sign up there. It's seven days, uh, you get a seven day free trial, no credit card required. So there's literally no risk. You can try it out for seven days. And if you don't like it at the end of the seven days, you don't have to sign up and we, you never gave us our credit or your credit card. So totally fine. Um, however, I hope you love it. Um, and from there, you'll end up downloading the app and logging in and then going through um, the process. That said, you can also, um, as it relates to closet clean out, I think we currently, I think it's cloudwell.com slash closet cleanout. We'll make sure we put the links in. So if yes. it isn't quite right, we'll have the links in the show notes. Just click on that. I can't remember if it's hyphen closet cleanout or just closet cleanout. Anyhow, um, it's a totally free um, email. We send you, I think it's two emails a week where we help you go through the closet cleanout process. So. I would say that. And then the other thing is uh, cloudwell.com slash video hyphen series. Um, if you go there, we have a video um, section that's called the making of Cladwell. And it has all the, they're really fun videos on showing you kind of like more about fast fashion, more about closet clean out, uh, more about capsule wardrobes. You can pretty much learn and it, it's just like laid back watching. So um, yeah, I would definitely recommend going there as well. Fantastic. Well, like I said, we'll have all the show notes, um, all those links in the show notes so everybody can find you and find out um, you know, more about the app and start remaking their closets. I'm so excited because I, I do. I think it is life-changing when you're not so stressed about what you put on your body and it does change how you feel and then you project that out into the world. So I'm with you on, you know, I'm not a fashionista. I by no means have ever enjoyed clothes shopping or anything, but I do find that when I am dressed and I like my clothes and I am more confident, it just spills over to every other part of my life. So thank you. I'm super excited <laughs> to, you know, that you've put this together and it, it's a, it's a fantastic resource. So oh, everybody thanks. check it out. But before I go, I do like to end every interview with three rapid fire questions. So the first is what has been your favorite simple pleasure this week? I just had a vanilla latte <laughs> and it was delightful. I feel like I, if I go to a coffee shop, I, you know, debate between just, do I just get regular coffee or do I get a latte? And I, I chose latte and it was delightful. So 
that would be my simple pleasure. I love it. Um, and then what is the best advice about minimalism or living intentionally that you've ever received? That you don't have to be perfect. Um, cause I just feel like there's definitely a set of people that are like, you know, do everything this way. And you just feel like a failure if you miss one piece. And, um, one of the most, I would say minimalistic people that I follow, um, or a person who like is really grounded in her values, Elizabeth Klein, who she's written um, multiple books around fast fashion and conscious wardrobe and so forth. Um, and she gave me that advice and I was like, oh, I just needed to hear that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you don't have so to be So true. Oh, I just, I breathed a sigh of relief when you said it. Like just, yeah. oh, you are so right. Like just making little efforts is so more so much more important than trying yeah. to get it right exactly whatever right just, is <laughs> exactly and that's where it's like if if people are just conscious and like trying that is so much better <laughs> the world so will be a better, better place because of that um it, you know it doesn't the world's not going to be a great place because everyone did it perfectly like that's just not not going to happen right and who would want to live in a world like that wherever whatever is perfect and right, all exactly. end up the same like ew i'm yeah. doing air quotes over here guys yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the third and final one is what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? Definitely. And in this world of pandemic and quarantining, um, walking, I found so much pleasure and just, uh, my husband and I have this new routine of we get up every morning and we take a walk around the neighborhood and it's almost kind of like our, our commute. We used to drive to work and now we walk. Um, and we walk around in a circle and then come back to our home. Uh, but I love it. And I would say it's so, it's like you forget those simple things make such a big difference on your, you know, I would say on your mindset for the day or your intention for the day. And walking has been such a little joy for me. <laughs> Oh, it's so lovely. You're right. Oh, well, this has been so wonderful, Erin. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so exci excited to have you on as a guest of the Wannabe Minimalist show. And um, yeah, thanks for taking time out of your day. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. Cheers. Wasn't that so good? There were so many nuggets of wisdom throughout this episode, and I hope we were able to convince you that a capsule wardrobe does not limit you, but gives you freedom. If you're not living with a capsule wardrobe, aren't you tired of staring into your closet feeling like you have nothing to wear? If so, I challenge you to clean out your closet and create your first capsule wardrobe. Pretend you are going on vacation and packing a suitcase. Live with your capsule for a while and see how it feels. I promise you will love it. I will link to all of those resources that we discussed on the show in the show notes, and you can find them on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash 43. There will be a closet clean out from Cladwell, and I also have a closet detox that I went through with my closet on my website. And if you have always dreamed of having a personal stylist, now you can have one in your pocket all the time. Just download the Cladwell app and try it out. You even get a seven-day free trial without having to enter a credit card, so there really are no strings attached. It's brilliant and makes getting dressed not only easier, but fun. What outfit will Cladwell pick out for you tomorrow? 
Thanks to Erin for being a guest on the Wannabe Minimalist Show and for helping us dress and feel better every day. It was so much fun getting to chat capsule wardrobes with her and to learn more about how we can all make small changes to make a big impact for the planet. That just about wraps it up for today's episode. Don't forget you can get all of the information we chatted about today, including links to all of the free downloads and resources at littlegreenbow.com slash 43. Once again, get all the show notes and the links for everything we talked about today on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 43. But before I go, I just want to take a minute to thank you for listening to this podcast. I know we are all super busy these days, and it means the world to me that you choose to spend some of your precious time with me. And just so you know, I really would love to hear from you. Let me know what you enjoyed most from this show, and if you had any big takeaways, feel free to tag me on your Instagram stories so that I can see what you liked the most. You can also subscribe to be notified of new episodes wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts, and please feel free to leave me a review if you enjoyed the show so that more people can find us and enjoy the benefits of a minimalist lifestyle. You can also join in the conversation in my free private wannabe minimalist group on Facebook. Come on over, introduce yourself, and share your thoughts on capsule wardrobes. We have grown so much recently, and there is so much activity going on in there. It's getting to be really, really fun. Not that it wasn't before, but it's so much fun in there. I'm really excited to hear from you and help encourage you on your journey toward less stuff, more happiness, and an awesome life that you and your family deserve. And next week, be sure to join me when I'll be talking about some of the biggest takeaways so far from the Home Revolution Challenge. As this airs and goes live, we're just about a week into the challenge, and we're finishing up decluttering our homes before moving on to deep cleaning them. It's going to be fun, so I can't wait to see you then. Cheers. Have a great week. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.